Hey Common Ground Church, Evan here coming to you from episode 5 of our Praying the Psalm podcast where we are looking at the Psalms as a guide to life and more specifically a guide to our prayer lives. And so in this podcast, it is one that you have to participate in, but one that you get to participate in as we go through the Psalms that we learn about on Sunday and then determine how it is that we can use this Psalm or how it is that God wants this Psalm to be used to shape our prayer lives and to shape our lives. And so today we're going to be looking at Psalm 73. Psalm 73, this Psalm all about how to wrestle with doubt how to walk with God through our doubts and how to bring that to him. And so we're going to lean into that. We're going to lean into Psalm 73 today on how to pray through our doubts. And as always, this is a podcast that is not just information, but it requires participation. And so you're going to want to stop and focus on what we're going to do here. And we're going to have a few questions, uh, questions to reflect on and to answer in order to wrestle through and pray through our doubt. So thanks for joining us as we look at Psalm 73 as a prayer guide for how to deal with doubt. So as we talked about on Sunday, Psalm 73 is all about wrestling with doubt. It's it's essentially a guide on what to do with your doubts, how to take that to God, how to process through this. And we see that Asaph, Asaph really just walked through this process of dealing with God's doubts and dealing with his doubts about God. And and it truly is an amazing thing. And we just talked about how incredible it is that God would provide this to us. And as Tim Mackey said, it's incredible that people's words doubting God became God's words to doubting people. And this is such a great advantage that we have that I just, I really hope that you see this opportunity in the Psalms, this opportunity to take your doubt as an encounter with God, as an opportunity to encounter him and to grow in faith. Because as we talked about, you know, doubt truly is one of the most universal human experiences and especially one of the most universal Christian experiences. And so we should take this seriously and we should participate Um, And if you don't participate now, if maybe right now you're not in this season of doubt and you're in a season when you feel like things are strong, I want you to bookmark this. Bookmark this podcast. Bookmark this psalm. I want you to learn this process even now so that you know that when the doubts come, you know how to do this. You can walk through this because I believe that it will come. There will be times when it will come. And you're going to want to have this in your tool belt. You're going to want to have this practice down. So that in the future, you can walk through your doubts biblically, because I do think that it's possible to question our faith without losing it. And Asaph, Asaph shows us how. He shows us how. And so today, we're going to walk through essentially those three movements or those three um, processes on what to do with doubts that Asaph showed us in Psalm 73. The first one being addressing and confessing our bad motives. You know, this is, this is asking the question, you know, what is our goal in doubts? The second movement is doubting our doubts, right? Whatever the idea that we're drawn to or whatever the thing is that's causing us to question, um, to take that same level of skepticism, to take that same approach to the questions we have about faith, um, to these questions that are pulling us away, um, and to doubt our doubts. And the third movement, of course, is to go to the sanctuary. And as we talked about, um, the sanctuary was the temple. It's the place where worship prayer, learning, scripture, and community happened. And so we're going to talk about how to move in those places and make commitments to spending time in the sanctuary this week. 
So those are the three movements. Those are the three movements that we're going to walk through today. And then at the very end, we, of course, have the easy application of, of you know, praying for the wicked. As we talked about, uh, Asaph here really lays out who his view of the wicked are, um, this description of people. And, and, and we talked about that. And I'm sure for you, uh, people came to mind. I'm sure for you, injustices came to mind. And as Asaph showed us, those aren't things that we should just rage and be upset about. But those are things that we should take to God. Those are things that we should pray about because if not, uh, those can lead to doubt. And so that is another thing that we process. And so that's what I want to do today is walk through those three movements and then spend some time in prayer for the, for the wicked there. And so with that, I hope you're ready to participate. As always, you can pause at any time uh, or maybe as you listen, you are just answering these questions. Um, you're working on this to answer these questions uh, reflectively, maybe for you, you're someone who needs to write out or type these things out in order to answer them well, I would highly encourage you, seriously participate in this. When it comes to your faith, doubts will come, and I think learning how to process those doubts and learning how to walk with God in prayer through them is critical, and I'm telling you, this is a big opportunity here. This is a big opportunity to learn something really valuable. So with that, coming into the first one, this first movement, that when you face doubt, what do you do about it? The first thing is addressing and confessing our motives. And so whatever it is that you feel like you're wrestling with or whatever it is that you are wrestling with, what is your goal? What is your goal in this doubt? And I want you to answer honestly, what do you hope to get out of this season of doubt? Are you pursuing truth? Are you pursuing a biblical idea are you pursuing closeness with God? What do you want to get out of this? And for many of us, as was true for Asaph, there might be some impure or bad motives there. And so perhaps for you, there's something else going on and you need to take a step back. And I want to ask you, what is really causing your doubts? What is really the motivation here? And is there anything that you need to confess to God? Asaph confessed his envy. Do you have envy? Perhaps it's just an unwillingness to obey God. Perhaps it is something that God's instruction is getting in the way of. <clears throat> Address that. What is your goal? That's the first movement. The second movement is doubting your doubts. Really, what are you tempted to believe or, or what... What thing are you wrestling with? And I want you to be skeptical of that because if you're tempted to believe something else, we'll think with the same level of criticism. What are the holes in that argument? Where does that belief fall flat? If there's something or somewhere that you are tempted to turn to other than Jesus or, or if there's an idea that maybe is not historically biblical or orthodox, what, what could that possibly provide you? What could that possibly provide you? What is the cost-benefit analysis here? You know, um, to put it plainly, are you gaining as much by believing this other idea as you do with believing in Jesus? It might seem better at the moment, but what really is the pros and cons here? And do that cost-benefit analysis. Finally, this third movement is go to the sanctuary. 
go to the sanctuary. And as we talked about, the sanctuary is where worship, prayer, learning, scripture, and community take place. Now, the easiest place for us to start here is, of course, prayer, because that is what we're doing. And so I want to lead you right now in turning to God to prayer. Uh, Maybe you just thank God for allowing you to doubt, because truly that is an amazing thing that the self-evident God of the universe is patient with us when we don't believe in him, or when we don't even believe he's good, like Asaph said here. Frankly, that is something that we can come to God with thanksgiving for. We can thank God for his patience and for being so generous that he allows us to do that. Or maybe for you, you pray the prayer of the man from Mark chapter 9, where you say, God, I do believe. Help me to overcome my unbelief. And you ask God specifically to help you in areas where you are doubting. And you name those things and you ask him for help. You ask the Holy Spirit to reveal those things. And so start here. Start with prayer. Or maybe for you, um, as we talked about, the sanctuary is worship, prayer, learning, scripture, community. Here are some great scriptures that you can go to if you're looking for more resources on how to wrestle with your doubt. Psalm 77 is very closely related to 73. And so read Psalm 77 in light of what we learned about Psalm 73 and look at how the psalmist there prays and walks through doubt. Or maybe you read the story of Thomas, the disciple Thomas, and the way that he doubted and and how Jesus treated him in John chapter 20 and John chapter 20 where Thomas worked through his doubt. Or maybe you read Mark chapter 9. Um, That story of the man whose child was healed, who said, you know, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Maybe you read that story and you learn from scripture on how to handle doubt. Either way, commit to one of these aspects of being in the sanctuary this week. Maybe you call up a friend from church, call up someone from Common Ground, commit to just coming to Common Ground. Maybe you worship In some way, you choose worship music this week over NPR or whatever other music you're listening to and spend some intentional time in the sanctuary because that's one of the things that made the biggest difference for Asaph. And I think it's one of the movements that God calls us to whenever we faced out. So those are the three movements. And the final thing I would love to lead us through is just praying for the wicked. As we talked about when we see injustice and sin and wickedness in the world, that can cause us to doubt because just the contrast between those people and God make it so hard to believe that God could be so good while they could be so bad. And for many of you, I'm sure people came to mind. You know, the psalmist described uh, what these people are like and what they do, and I'm sure someone came to mind when you heard those things. And so I want you to take their wickedness to God um, and place them in his hands. Ask him to do something about it. Ask him to bring them to justice. Ask him to bring them to faith. Don't just rage over these people. Pray over these people. And ask God to give you a soft heart that sees them the way he sees them. A heart of compassion instead of just a frustrated or perhaps an envy heart. Wishing that you could get away with what they get away with. Wishing that you could live without a conscience. Pray for the wicked. Pray for those people in your life who are far from God. And take that to God so that it doesn't become an obstacle to your faith, but it becomes an opportunity 
to grow through doubt. And so that's how to pray through Psalm 73 here. Those three movements address and confess our bad motives. You know, ask the question, what is my goal here? What do I hope to get out of this season of doubt? Doubt our doubts. If something is causing us to doubt or if some idea from our culture has come in and made Jesus's words seem a little less legitimate, then question that very idea. Question the ideas that lead you away from Jesus. And finally, go to the sanctuary. Commit this week to worship, prayer, to learn, to scripture, to community. I just listed some other scriptures that you could read or maybe you commit to spending time with other Christians this week or you just spend another day in prayer. Spend time in the sanctuary this week. And of course, pray for the wicked. When people come to mind, when you see people doing things that just really cause the the justice radar in your heart to go off, would you pray? Would you turn that to God and take your rage to God if you need to, but just don't sit alone in that rage? Take it to God and pray in those situations. And that is how we use Psalm 73 as a prayer guide for our life, as a way to walk through and to wrestle with these doubts that we have. And as we know is true about the people of Israel who are named after their wrestling with God, may you continue to be a people who wrestle with God and who come out maybe with a limp, uh, but with a deep relationship with God. That's Psalm 73. That is how to use Psalm 73 as a prayer guide to wrestle with doubt. Again, I hope that this is not lost on you, how truly incredible it is that people's words doubting God became God's words to doubting people. And may you continue to see the honesty that's presented in the psalm and just how confident God is, how confident God is to allow us to come to him with these doubts. The God who expects us not to be perfect, not to just buy into everything, but to come to him um, and to wrestle with him. And again, these seasons of doubt are common human experiences, and I hope that you see them not as obstacles to your faith, but as opportunities to grow deeper, as opportunities to encounter God. Because I think that if we walk through doubt in the way that Asaph in Psalm 73 instructs us to, in this model that he's given us with these three movements, and with this opportunity to pray for the wicked, I think in doing that, our doubts, they won't cause us to lose faith. And we can question our faith without losing our faith, and instead, we find God in it. Instead, we grow. We grow in our faith, and we have true encounters with the living God. And so thanks for listening, Common Ground, grace and peace. May you continue to be a people who wrestle with God. 